You have now entered the lab, Elvis Escobar, Fort Sama, episode 101. Uh, last week uh, was episode 100. We had a lot of fun with that. Uh, over almost close to two and a half hours, we had about nine or ten people stop by. Appreciate everybody. Uh, some were predetermined and talked about before we recorded. Some of them were, we were doing it live while we were recording. So we appreciate everybody for stopping by for whether it was two minutes, five minutes, or some people stopped by for you know, 15, 20. So uh, thank you for that. That was a fun celebration. I was out this weekend and people that either know about our podcast and, uh, or have listened before or whatever uh, showed some love to me, which I appreciate. You know, uh, congratulations on 100. And like I said last episode, it's uh, less about maybe what we're, you know, what we put out in 100 represented doing it in two, two years, once a week represented uh, dedication and some uh, type of creativity and, and committing to something that me and you have. So congratulations again to uh, the guests, Fort Sama, this podcast and everybody that's made it possible, but go ahead. Fort Sama. Yeah, no, I think episode 100 was everything and more than what I was thinking it was going to be. Like you said, we had a bunch of people, whether they, they were at your crib live in the lab or they called in and, and hopped on. We had a lot of first time people that hopped on. We had a lot of returning guests. I think that just goes to show how diverse and how, I don't know how, how extra we are, I guess in some kind of way. Extra. And you know, we don't do things as planned. We just kind of go with the flow. There's, there's no, there's no rundown for this podcast. I mean, yeah, like Ben said, you know, our sponsor in the, in the episode on 100, we have our notes, they're organized, but at the same time, it's not, Hey, we're going to talk about this at this minute. We're going to talk about that at, at this minute. There's, there's, it's a good flow. Yeah. It's, it's a conversation, but there's, there's a structure to it with us. And I think we're the only ones that would understand that structure. If we explain it to someone else, they'd just be like, what the fuck? But I appreciate what we have. I love what we have. And dude, anything you do a hundred times in a row is impressive. It doesn't matter what it is. Unless it's Hell like, yeah, I, think I don't know. I don't know listening back and editing it back. I, uh, I did appreciate the flow of the podcast because like I said, we didn't know who was going to be on for sure. You know, there was a couple of people that hit us up, like that said, for sure they'll be on, didn't come on. So, you know, whatever to you, you, you were busy. And then there were people that said they were beyond that didn't confirm until we were like in the 90th minute. So we didn't know how it was going to flow. We hit play. We had some topics just in case we had to kill some time in between guests, but uh, all the guests that were on provided some entertainment, uh, some love and uh, some content uh, in between that. So we, like I said, it, it was awesome the way it flew. Uh, flowed, flew. I don't know how you say that really, but to uh, I wanted to go over two hours. If there was any episode we went two hours, it was definitely that episode. So if you didn't listen to the uh, episode 100, we don't have timestamps on that episode because I was not about to edit two and a half hours of people popping in and out in topics. It would have been too long and a clusterfuck for me to do. So it was more like skip ahead on YouTube. You can actually see what's going on as you skip ahead on the YouTube app as I do because I watch YouTube all day long. Um, sponsors, Broward Vintage was on the podcast. Ben, he told a little bit, of, he shared a little bit of, uh, of his story. We'll have him back up again. I'm going to 
try to hook him up with a nice setup in his lab at home so he could come back on the pod and spend some time, whether it's 20, 30 minutes with us. We'll talk some uh, some hoops, some news, and uh, what he's got going on. But glad he was able to hop on. Proud Vintage, official sponsor of this podcast, Enter the Lab. The link is in the link tree in, in all the description. Just go on eBay and shop your Proud Vintage men's, women's, kids' clothing. Uh, we We post every single day. On that uh, on that account, so go check it them out, and then unofficially, bra- uh, billionaires row. We'll try to have uh, billionaires row people back on, see what they're up to. Uh, William Benson, Patrick Duckett. We'll try to see what they're going on, what's going on in their lives, business wise. I see Patrick uh, meeting some some heavy celebrities lately, so that'll be fun to have him on, see what his experience in life and business has been over the last year. But uh, you know. What do you want to talk about? What is uh, going on in your world? Obviously, we'll get into the NFL. For me, the NFL has been dying down as the Giants have, uh, you know, it's basically RIP. And that's why I'm wearing my Daniel Jones shirt because he might not either play a snap with us forever again. But uh, other than the Dolphins, what's going on in your life? What's going on in life? We didn't get to, uh, you know, have a real formal or informal conversation last week with all the chaos. And I, I didn't really talk to you this week at all. Uh, first time I texted you really no. today was like the first dialogue we had other than sending each other like tweets and pictures or whatever. We didn't really talk all week. So what's going yeah. on, brother? No, man, I just like usual business as usual, busy working, working, trying to stay afloat, just trying to a few episodes ago, some we talked about this and I was trying to figure out how to answer people's question. How are you doing today? with an answer instead of I'm doing good because man it's tough out here sometimes bro uh, so, so you're saying people that are like normally asking you the bait the general question what's going on how are you you're trying yeah. to like answer more detailed or you're no not just detailed just not I'm doing good or I'm doing well not you. the proper the proper way yeah. Or, yeah no I can't complain you know yeah, man, it's tough out here for a pimp, bro. I, I mean, feel so. I don't know what it is, man. I feel like the last, I don't know, a month, I've just been trying to figure it out. I haven't really been mm-hmm. myself. I don't have the same motivation, same rhythm, and same shit that I had four months ago, three, four months ago. I'm not sure what it come is. Come on back. Come on back. No, man, I can't do that just yet. I know. It, it's be, expensive uh, out here to live, especially if you don't want to live at home. In a few weeks. Well, your birthday's yeah. in a few weeks, right? It is. Big is 30. it the 24th? What is it, 30? 30th? Or 30, the yeah. 30th? Yeah, 30th. 30-30. I don't know how nice. I feel about that, man. Um, I don't have an answer feel- for it. You should feel a mixed emotions about it, and on um, which mixed emotions though? You should feel blessed and fortunate that you made it that far. You should feel a little bit of pressure that you need to make things. You know, when you were twenty, you had an idea of what your life would like to be ten years from now, and if it isn't, then you're like, all right, let's set my game up. But there's also a Things take time. You know, the world, people are living longer than ever. Um, opportunities are always out there, especially us that live in Florida or, you know, in, in your situation, you you have connects in Florida. So you'll always kind of have that, uh, that 
connection, but uh, you know, mix a mixed bag of not you personally should feel overall, you should feel fortunate and, and motivated, but uh, it's a good uh, step back to be like, where am I? Where should I be? Where I want to be, what I can improve because 30 is a big number. And then obviously, because from 30 to 40, that I think is more money. That's the most monumental in my opinion of anybody's uh, decade in anybody's life. I feel like from 20 to 30, you're just fucking things up. You're kind of almost ruining your life. You're learning, you know, everybody's got a different learning curve at 30. You hope to have some, some money saved, something you could call your own, you know, some equity, some credit, blah, blah, blah. But if you don't, Hey, you gotta, you got you can work on that in the next few years and get it back. Obviously knowing you personally, I think you have most of that handled. So overall, I think you should be looking at as a, you know, a little, a uh, little checkpoint or a little gut check or reality check. Right. I yeah. Think. I feel like I need to go back and just do a pros and cons list and mm. do another budget and kind of just reevaluate and start from the bottom up again. Cause I'm not at my lowest especially like no. physically or, or, you know, I don't know. I re- I'm not at my lowest. I've definitely been lower than where I am now and how I feel now. And I got out of it. So I know if I did it then I could definitely do it now because I have so much more that I learned and people keep telling me, they're like, Oh, your thirties are great, but your forties are even better. I'm like, well, mm, I don't know about your, all that. Your forties are only better if you do if what you, you do need good to do in your thirties for sure. Like yeah. that, and that, that I agree. I think I agree with that. Now, almost halfway in my thirties, I could be like, all right, in the next five or six years, I think I could do a lot more uh, to make sure that my forties are looking back like that. So I, I can agree with that statement, but you got to do a lot. You can't just sit around and wait for it. But um, that's why I think like thirties is always like, depends on where you want to are in life where, I know a lot of people turning 30 uh, this year or the last couple of years. And I also know people that have been through it and they still remain the same shithead after they turn 30. So to each his own and who, you, what you surround your, surround yourself with. But uh, do you feel like you're going to make, you're still making a home in Savannah? You're still, you know, trying to figure it out. Yeah. I feel like I'm still definitely figuring it out. I've been, you know, I've been figuring things out and kind of, searching here and there to see what I can do and kind of just stacking up. And I just, bro, I just don't have time with everything uh, that I do on a day-to-day basis between I'm not, I haven't really even been going to the gym. I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. That, I think you get really that, pa- that source of power from the gym for sure. Cause because when you're I'm in your so best form, when I talk to you, yes. Uh, well, yeah, because, it's hard to do a, I mean, what you're doing is, is hard uh, because you're trying to put a lot more on your plate where it, I, I think a lot of people could relate to what you're doing and trying to do is you have a full-time job, you have a part-time job, you have, you know, what you want to do in life as a single adult, which you should have obviously to make sure that you're not, um, you know, it's not all about working and, and coming home and going to sleep. And then you got the gym and it's hard to do literally those four things, full-time, part-time gym 
and then extracurriculars. And you got to make sure that your extracurriculars stay the same because you want to have a life. You want to, you don't want to feel like you're, you're waking up and then going to bed and all you did was work that day. Um, obviously you got to put the grind to it. I think we've all been through it. I'm lucky enough where I'm, uh, I was for seeing enough in my twenties where I did it to get it out of the way. And obviously it came to fruition over the last decade. I didn't know how it was going to work, but I thought if I don't fuck around in my twenties, if I work hard and I sacrifice hanging out and doing all these things, which I did, uh, and I'm glad I did because I'm able to have a little bit more freedom in my thirties. And, but now speaking of in 2024, I do want to get back because I feel like I've been in a rut, not laziness, but like content. I feel like, uh, I don't, I'm not at full strength when I feel content or secure or safe. And so I need to step my game up and get back on that grind. I, obviously the pandemic and the job change and all that for me personally, um, I feel like I need to step, step up too, as far as my personal life, as far as getting that hustle back, getting that, that, isn't, that business vibe back. Isn't that crazy though, that once you start feeling content and, kind of in a rhythm you feel the need that you need to pick it back up and do more. Yeah, that's the flow of life, you know? But I don't think it should be that way though. I, I mean, feel like it's bad. You, of course. Once you get complacent, if you get complacent it's bad, but I don't know if it's just it's just crazy because I feel like I'm doing a lot, right? But uh-huh. I'm stuck in the same spot. It's like you're I on can't. a you're on a you're on a treadmill. You're doing a lot I feel of work. Like I'm you're in just purgatory. not going anywhere. I feel you're like I'm in fucking anywhere. purgatory, bro. Yeah, not you know, I, I I get to where I get to a spot where I'm like, okay, I'm about to do, get out of this, and then something happens, and I just take a step backwards, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Whether it's like that, that's a dark, not a dark place to be, and that's a tricky place to be in because you use the word purgatory because it's like you could you're either going to get worse or get better and it's all up to you to do that because um you need to put action in right thinking it and talking about it is one thing and then putting that action towards it so in my opinion talking to you because we don't we haven't talked about this off record that we're putting it on the record so all friends and viewers can listen but i think if i'm giving you advice i would say everything you have been doing since you have been going to the gym you know make some adjustments whether that means trying to go to bed early, wake up a little early, uh, change up your your routine. We all get stuck in routines. And I think I learned this from college uh, about like management because that's what I went to school for. And we talked about like routines and sometimes you need to like take a different route to, to work. You need to like do the, the smallest things in life sometimes really does open you up, you know, waking up an hour early or even 30 minutes early. It just changes changes your day, you know. Instead of doing one thing during your day that you normally do, the same lunch break, what you do at lunch, like changing that up, what you eat. So it's like you got to break up the routine. I think if you're in a rut, that's what helps me. Uh, anytime I'm in a rut mentally and physically or whatever, I I just try to do something different. I, immediately I feel better. But then it's all about can you do that the next day? Can you do that the next day? And humans are creatures are ha- of habit and bad habit more importantly and uh you got to focus on the good habits yeah that's that's what i tell people every time they're like 
oh, what do you think you should do? Or I'm like, oh, I need to do something dangerous. Like, I need to do something that's going to put my life at risk. Like, not in a crazy way. Not in, I don't know. Maybe I need to go skydiving or some shit. I don't fucking That's know an extreme. Need. And we talked about that. That is an extreme. Uh, yeah. Pod. And I don't like heights. But why don't, don't we like start heights. somewhere? Why don't we start somewhere small where maybe you do something just slightly outside your comfort zone, meaning like break down what you usually be like, nah, I wouldn't do that. And obviously skydiving is like the kind of the real shakeup. But if you just, oh, I, I don't like going, you know, for me, it would be like, for example, if I didn't, uh, there's some things where it's like uh, parasailing we could do in South Florida. That's not something I would do. But if I wanted to shake up my life, that might change my perspective and, and, and give me a little jolt. Be like, oh shit, I tried it. I did it. And I don't know what you could do in Savannah. I don't know what you, you know, what you have, uh, uh, you know, available to you, but I would, I would start small first. If you want to go extreme and do it, then just fucking do it and don't talk about it. But I think there's a lot of things that uh, you could do small that could get you on the right train and the right track to uh, changing things up because we definitely all fall into ruts. We, we, we definitely, Every single person I know do it. You know, they'll feel great for a month or two. And it's like the monotony of life is uh is tricky. It's, uh, and if you stay on that 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 uh spinning wheel long enough, you start to go a little bit insane and you start to get into bad habits. I've been through it. No. I think everybody has. Yeah, the, the monotony of life is is definitely a, a true saying. That's I tell myself that all the time. And also I think it's it's with the stuff that I've been consuming. And watching on a day-to-day basis shit that normally i don't That's watch true. and i've just been taking in not no nasty mm. shit for all you perverts out there mm-hmm, but perverts. just shit that's going on in the world bro shit that's going on in the world it's not good that yeah i've kind of just fallen into a dark hole and been looking at things that i don't normally look at and that shit's not normal yeah. not something that i consume on a regular basis and i just that algorithm will get you sometimes brother yeah, but it's not even that. It's not my algorithm. It's oh? outside of my algorithm. Yeah, I don't Ooh. have that kind of stuff on my algorithm normally. I've okay. just been fucking searching for it. Ooh, my algorithm sucks, fingers, by the yeah. way. My algorithm sucks. My fucking, a lot I don't of butts, know, a lot man. of boobs, and a lot of yeah, fights. It, it, that shit's trash, dude. I hate it. I don't even know how to change it. Like It's, it's terrible. I, um, I don't know if you can. You can't, man. You can't because they just fucking give it to you. Like, that's maybe something maybe see. maybe maybe shutting down uh, obviously you got Instagram and Twitter maybe shutting down or or pausing or deleting the app you don't have to delete your account you could delete the app of one of those for maybe the day shit you do it for a day they do it for two days I'm probably yeah, but close to doing that maybe I'll I'll, I'll try I've thought that about and, it uh, at the I've end thought of the about year. it man honestly like really I really have thought about it and it's just tough because I'm so used to it, man. It's it's crazy, like how dependent we get on this fucking social media shit, and especially with us with doing the pod, we have to kind of stay up to date with stuff that's going on yeah. with social media. So I feel if I'm not on it, I'm gonna lose something that could have been funny, could have been important, could have been good content for that day. Maybe maybe it's Instagram. Maybe I gotta definitely get rid of Instagram because one of the two is not for as sure. Bad. Twitter's not as bad, or X is not as bad. I feel like X is definitely more informative, and I follow better people on there. Mm, yeah, I could true. just get rid of Instagram for for a few days and, and see what's up, and 
not have to worry no, about it. No, you're right. It. I follow and I the there's there's nothing my, of substance that comes from there. Literally, I don't point. learn I learn a tenth on Instagram or I like I'm just seen totally interested. All I'm on seeing Instagram on Instagram, Instagram is Twitter. shit that I'm not fucking doing. Yeah. That's what you usually see, right? Like that's kind of the vibe. That's that's what like, Instagram places is. Places I'm not it's going. Show. Cars I'm not oh, driving. Oh, you're not having Bitches sex I'm with. not having sex with. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not for me. I'm speaking for you, obviously. <laughs> no, I, I know, but we said that shit. <laughs> no, but no, no seriously. Right. In all seriousness. So I feel like a cleanse. And I feel like also I need to do like a body cleanse too. Mike and I talked about it, doing the juice cleanse. It's just getting shit out of my system. Cause my I, bro, I can't breathe out of both my nostrils. I can't remember the last time I was able to breathe both my through both my nostrils. Yeah. And, and I'm not it, doing it, extracurriculars. Maybe it, I need nah. to. Maybe who nope. the fuck knows? No, don't do that. Don't compound the problem here. Let's not compound it. Let's uh, let's I, stay on the right I really path. I don't know. Interesting. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out as he chugs a uh, chugs a motor. Shit, I up. hope so. If you guys have any, uh, you know, uh, comments, if you guys have a story to share, let me know. You know comment or, or let us know. Please, uh, wildcard comments. Wildcard, who are quote, you? It's like, uh, the magics of life is in the work you don't want to do. And that's true. And and I, and I know you believe that uh, with the gym and, you know, you did that every day or you do that every day and that's not something eventually you fall in. You, you could have fallen into a rut of going to the gym too. You know, you just plateau, as they say, it's just like, you go, you go there every day mindless. It becomes mindless at the end of the day. And you just work out and you you do the usual routine and it becomes even even going to the gym and working out hard and doing well physically could still be a mental like lull in your life. So I've been there before. Yeah. That's why I'm not a fan of the gym because it is very, especially if you go the, uh, alone, it's the same routine and you could do good for a month or two or, or three months and you still fall into a, a a little bit of rut, so I try. Yeah, to I keep telling myself to... that I I've lost like motivation, and I, gotcha. I don't know what was motivating me before. I'm mm. not sure what it was that was driving me to do the things that I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I need to find another source of motivation. I don't know what that's going to be. I don't know what it was. I I don't know what I'm looking for, dog. <laughs> like I really don't, and it's scary. I it's scary because I'm I'm about to reach another point in my life and or at least that's what society wants you to think, like, hey, you're thirty, you should have this, 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 and that in order. And that's what I always well, yeah. thought when I was like, Don't 18, do that either 19, though. Growing up. Don't do that either. That, you know, I was gonna have this, I was gonna have a house, I was gonna yeah. you know, have a kid with a nice wife or whatever the case may be. But I don't have that. And I'm not saying that I'm upset about it or it's mm -hmm. something that weighs me down, but I need to find something that's going to push me that's, more than that's I was being pushed last year. Because last year I was good. I was no, you locked were. in and, and doing what I wanted to do. I was dedicated to, to what I, I wanted to do and what I appreciated. But now I'm just like, dude, I don't want to do shit. Yeah, no, that's I real. I don't want to do shit, dog. Everybody can I, I keep telling, I, I tell, I, who did I tell? I told uh, Kiki Kirsten the other day, I was like, yo, I just need to self-induce myself into a coma oh now you're thinking sleep. bad things no bro not just sleep for a week well why don't you i know usually you um when you take time off and i called off work yesterday 
I called off work yesterday because I wasn't feeling, dude. I woke up early to watch the Dolphins game, and I was feeling like shit. I was clogged up. Just my head was killing me. Everything in the book. I called off, and all I did was sleep. After the Dolphins game ended, I watched a little bit of the 1 o'clock game, and I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. Slept till like, I don't even know, 7 p.m. And I woke up. And then after halftime of the fucking Bills-Bengals game, I fell back asleep. Yeah. I get it. Are you one of those like um I'm fucking boring everybody with this fucking I, I don't know how venting right I don't now. think you personally I don't think you are. I think uh our best our best episodes are just us being human, us having that back and forth as if we're texting or FaceTiming, which we do often. Um and we just we just have a conversation. I think those are the best best podcasts I listen to. Um, whether it's Rogan, whether it's something random other the people that we're not trying to like force a conversation we're not setting up a a conversation we're not trying to do anything uh you know manipulative to the 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 topic we're not trying to uh, do things for clicks or or to go viral we're just having a genuine conversation and i think i don't know wild card chris that's who that's who chris is hey do you feel when you take zins unpaid sponsor unsponsored sponsor do you uh-huh. feel like Zins like wake you up? Like they give you like a little adrenaline boost, a little like pick me up type of deal? Yeah, wake me up, no. Um, adrenaline, no. It gets me more like uh like like your boy said on um I heard that click uh clip of uh who was on Tucker Carlson and Theo Vaughn. Yeah. What did he say? He said it perfect. If you want to pull that up, that'd be great actually if you have a clip of that. If you could Dude, I watched that. I had to watch it in a few different times because it was a longer episode but dude mm-hmm. i love theo vaughn man i could watch theo vaughn and listen to him yeah he's funny i like how he doesn't care what he says he's very relatable um he, and he's just he's a genuine conversationalist as uh like uh you know he yeah. says some wild stuff but like it keeps you entertained the whole way I, I i like somebody like him and bill burr i like to listen to one-on-one when he's just one-on-one with himself and he's just in his thoughts. Nobody else is kind of like leading the conversation. He could just go off on tangents. I love that because that's how my brain operates. I jump around from thought to thought, decision to decision. And some of it makes sense. Most of it doesn't. But uh, I'm able to at least think it out. Wildcard, yeah. Chris. I know a couple of Chris's. So I don't know who you are, Wildcard. Yeah, I know a couple of Chris's as well. Shout out Wildcard, Chris. But we still don't know who like Fender Bender is. Maybe that's Fender Bender, Fender in, Bender another hasn't alias. Been on in, in a little bit. In a while, right? Yeah, maybe uh RIP Fender Bender. I hope he's I hope he's doing good. Hope he or he or she. Shout out Dylan joining us. Great. Yeah, I remember it really well. Yeah. It was boy, delicious. Yeah. And my father smoked and was very he smoked unfiltered cigarettes called Pell Mells. We called them Pell Mells. Oh yeah. Pell Mells. But they were yeah. extra long, Paul flavored Mals. with licorice. I think made by the American Tobacco Company. Great cigarette in a red pack. And we had many. So that's, I don't even yeah, know if there's almost. a picture of the he smoked. I used to sell right that there, right in there, the deli that down. you worked for. That right Did there. You? That's the cigarette the of my The most childhood. quality human he would have bought those in the cigarettes. Marine Corps I'll tell you right now. 17, I guess they came in as K-Ration. Yeah. And wow. that, that was the cigarette of my childhood. There was always one smoldering in an ashtray in our smoldering. kitchen. And everywhere else. Anyway, but I was, I was like, when I was, he wasn't embarrassed because, you no. Know, he yeah he really liked. thirteen he was at the house 
it was in the uh, no, 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 yeah. You could smoke as a child at school. Oh yeah, I had parental permission. Yeah. <laughs> really? I shouldn't be saying this. It's a, you know what's so funny? People would be like, Why? Yeah, I did ayahuasca His or DMT, and everyone's like, It's so cool. It's like, yeah, I smoked a cigarette. You know, it is. It will probably get me. You know. Oh, back yeah. in the I've had day, bad that wasn't weird. Consistent. Motherfuckers smoking That's cigarettes on planes. Yep. The payoff is always there. You know, as they might grant cigarette. And he I'm trying to get to the how I'll do with it. Why don't we yeah, wait? You can probably tell. Oh, there you go. Good. I think it's got the highest smoking rate of any state. It's making it. me nervous. I'm going to grab another Zen. Yeah, <laughs> I almost want to do got, one, but I just don't know how to do it. Why don't we wait until threes. we're about to close? Because things may happen. Smart man. You're not ready for it. your way into it. He said he usually do the three. It's wild in a subtle way. It kind of grows on you. It's not It's not like doing cocaine. Okay. It's not like firing up the pipe. You know what I mean? Blast off or anything like that. It's a much more subtle, organic. You just all of a sudden you feel good. Yeah. Then you feel the power rising from your central nervous system, then sort of going outward through all go. the nerve endings down yeah. to the tips of your fingers. It's very true. Yeah. And then up here, it, it just starts crackling the synapses. Mm -hmm. You just make connections that you hadn't before. I know I'm making it sound like ayahuasca. And it's, it's temporary, <laughs> just kind of like you said, you this? like a like a drug, like You're a cocaine, a where it's temporary. But you Zen? Get that, is that their advertising that campaign? Zen is not a sin. That's the advertising campaign. Really? Yeah, yeah, but the truth is, have you Zen seen the Zen commercials? Powerful work enhancer. No, and I don't think I have. A moral enhancer, if you know what I mean. Really? Yeah. Talking erection, huh? Oh. Yep. There's no election right. for Tucker. Zen. Wow. Doing your thing. Respect. I don't know if I want a Zen-supported wiener. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I think you do. I think you, do. <laughs> you think okay. so? Oh yeah, because you want people to get addicted. Just to close it. your eyes. <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> All right, that's enough of this. But and uh, Walcart says, "Are uh, you got a Zen? Are they good?" Uh, for me personally, and we've talked about this on the pod. I've never smoked cigarettes. I don't smoke. Yeah. I've never did chewing tobacco. So no. doing a Zen was more out of curiosity, and I wanted to see what it was about. And I did it a few times. And uh, you know, I actually <laughs> ten episodes ago, I did it for the first, not probably for the third time, but I was a little bit too sober, and I got like heat. While like heat flash and it wasn't good. I, I was battling through it. Nobody knew when we were recording what what I was going through, but it wasn't well. And I only enjoy it personally. I know it was the sixes when I first started. So I learned go to the threes because that's a lot for a non-smoker, a non-nicotine user. Uh, yeah, I only do it. Not... I only do it. I do maybe three or four packs a week, usually on the weekends when I'm drinking or on the podcast. You mean I don't do you it. mean the the pouches, not three or four of the Hands. No, three or four of the pouches. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's okay. a good, I was about very to say, bro, what you got going on? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't I don't do it on a on a random Tuesday in the afternoon. I tried that. I don't enjoy it. Um, it gives me too much of a rush. Something I think in my body and everybody's body is different, where my body only responds good to it. I think when I'm um not sober or or drinking a little bit, it gives me a little boost, but. Uh, I haven't got the hot flashes in a while. Obviously, my body's gotten used to, I think, the product. But uh, yeah, it's, it's your brother. I don't, bro. I'm not addicted. I don't your have an addictive personality. Called. My brother? Yeah, it's your brother. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. So you changed up the name. Shout out, Chris. Um, cool. Uh, so yeah, I'm not, I don't know what your experience, but I could, I mean, I don't fiend forward on a Wednesday randomly. Uh, no. When I drink, I enjoy doing two a night. That's it. Like, I'm not packing okay, it for, the whole night i like the other day on saturday I, I packed two at a party and that was it like that was it for the night i was drinking at the, the same day. time no two like i did one at like eight and i did another at like 10 and that was it like fair, that's fair. all i need just to give I myself a little keep it in for 
Pause. Uh, I, I Googled stuff and it said you should probably only keep it in for 30 minutes. So I just yeah. packed one 15 minutes ago. So I'll probably take it out in 10. Yeah, no, I, when I first, the first one I did fucked me up and it was a three milligram and I felt like a bitch, but like, yeah, no, they do I, fuck you I, up I sh- in the beginning. I shouldn't have. And I think it was because it's the mint, the mint one. Like when you taste something, when you chew like a mint gum or you take like a mint, yeah. the mint already gives you like. It goes mm-hmm. already to like your brain and it has a weird like flavor to it or whatnot. So you mix the mint with the nicotine. It was just added extra. It was already, I was doubling up and I got the three milligram cause I, I'm like, there's no way I'm doing six and people kept buying them at the gas station. People were always buying them. It was like, it's like out of the nicotine stuff besides like swishers and shit, we sell Zins the most. It's fucking yeah. Um, wintergreen, grizzly, grizzly wintergreen, and fucking zins. Especially I, for I the try- working for the blue collar working man, when it's like when you're doing some labor and shit, and you can't take cigarette breaks every hour or thirty yeah, minutes. It makes sense to like if if I was a cigarette smoker, I could understand getting that hit of nicotine and making it for an hour or whatever. I understand that, but like I said, I put my body through addictive behavior it's a weird thing a weird challenge i told somebody this recently where i constantly put myself through an addictive thing whether it's like coffee which i took all of 2022 off i drank coffee since i was 13 years old basically and almost every day i probably was drinking coffee every day when i was 16 so 15 years 17 years whatever i just stopped and i i like to constantly put my body through like all right you don't need it. You can get through it. Were you, doing, it. And were then, you drinking other caffeine? For no? the first six months, no, nothing. And then the after six months, I was drinking tea. Not because I needed a um, uh, a caffeine hit because, you know, tea has some caffeine in it, whether it's green tea or whatever. But I was doing tea more like as a health thing. So it wasn't like uh, I was using. So the first six months, 100%, nothing. Not energy drinks. No coffee, didn't get headaches. I was my body was able to adapt very quickly, but I did like tea at the second half of the year just to give myself like oh Brie makes tea a lot and healthy tea. So I was just drinking teas uh, in the morning. I wasn't drinking it all day to try to get a buzz or anything. I wasn't chasing a high. Um, and right. it's into something probably in a month or two that I might stop. I might not. I don't know, but I, I know I, my body. I don't. I know I don't need it every single day because. There's days during the week I don't even think about it. Yeah, I never got into cigarettes because, as as you know, and as a lot of people that probably listen to this podcast know, I was raised in a very religious childhood, and smoking and drinking is like some of the worst things you can do. So, oh, I know, smoking, I had to hide drinking at your at your, yeah. at your crib once. Yeah, smoking smoking cigarettes. I remember when I turned eighteen, I bought a pack of Marlboro Reds. I didn't know what the fuck any kind of cigarettes were like that's Marlboro is like the main one. It's they show all, all red. That's a, that's a, yeah, yeah bro. I didn't fucking know the difference. Yeah, of course. You know, now I, now I find out that they got Marlboro reds. They got Marlboro lights, Marlboro ultra lights, Marlboro menthol, menthol lights, menthol, ultra menthol, all this shit, bro. Um, so smoking cigarettes was a no, no. I, if I smoked a cigarette, I would smell like it. And my mom and dad would find out. And then I tried chewing tobacco one time, and that shit was disgusting. Nasty as fuck. I'll never try that shit again. I almost threw up. I think I almost, right before Zin, I almost wanted to try chewing tobacco. No, only, like I said, do it. I'm not going what? to, but I... So, 
what I got almost you did, tobacco. and then I figured out Zin was a thing. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to do chewing tobacco. That's nasty. Yeah. So I'll try this. I, that's why I tried it because I just want, like I said, I just I'm living life. I don't care. I know who I am. I know I could stop anything. So it was like, I'm going to try it, and I enjoy it. You know, I don't abuse it. Everything in moderation. What got me into chewing tobacco is baseball. Because all the players are fucking. Yeah, it's big dipping. into baseball. Yep. Are For they sure. still doing that? I don't see many ball players doing. Uh, well, it got that. outlawed where, like, I think. Oh, did it? I, I think ever since I Tony no Gwynn idea. died. I think before Tony Gwynn died or right around that time, which was like, I think five years ago, let's call it eight years ago, maybe five. It was like almost not outlawed, but it was more like frowned upon, like, don't show it off. Don't put it in your pocket. Don't make it known that you're doing it. And then I think when he passed, Tony Gwynn was such a great baseball player, and he died literally. That was his cause yeah, of death was he had like mouth cancer, cancer of the mouth. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's when it, baseball started cracking down. Like, all right, we can't be losing baseball players to, like, tobacco. But I do see to this day, this season, I have seen, you know, when a guy has a big lip, and then you can see it in his back right. pocket. So I think they don't promote it. They don't show it. I think it's one of those things where do not show that you're doing it and we don't have a problem. I think that's what it is in baseball because they'll never really know, you know, if you have a lip full unless they investigate you. But I don't think they're going to do anything crazy if you do. Uh, That'd be such a, a shitty thing to investigate someone about and waste resources on. Yeah, it, I think tried... it's one of those gray area things, though, that they're not going to really track other... down unless you make it obvious. Have you tried other like nicotine pouches or is Zinn the only one you've tried? Yeah, Zinn's the only one I've tried. Yeah, fair. I've, I've had conversations with people about different ones because, you know, working in the gas industry, you got like five yeah, of course. ones that you can buy. But I think the three milligram for now, like just when was it? Today's Monday, Friday. We had a few deliveries at, at work and I was kind of like after doing the few deliveries, driving back, I was kind of like feeling a little down, just like getting a little sleepy. You know, so I was like, let me pop this in. So I popped this in and like two minutes later, I was like, good, ready to go. Like more so awake and kind of what fucker said that, you know, it just goes through your nervous system and through your fingers yeah. and shit like that. So I feel exactly like what, what Chris just said, small doses. I, I think small doses of nicotine can definitely help you don't want to get addicted to it you don't want to be like yo I need yeah and that's the trouble with that. that's the trouble with vapes they're so convenient where it's like a cigarette are in a way inconvenient in many ways the smell and then you got yeah, just have to so usually, much nowadays you have to go so outside you have to, to you have to plan ahead vapes it's like most of the time you could you know go to vape the in the car you could vape in here yeah. you could vape where you work and that's equally dangerous because you're probably consuming double or triple More. and nobody has we, and we don't have the research to back up what vapes, right? Vapes uh, are only new in the last 10 years, barely 10 years, with different products being out there. And we don't have the same thing that cigarettes produce where, you know, for 50 years we had no research, no – and then they figured out, like, whoa, this is really bad. Let's chill. And now you don't see any advertising. You don't see commercials about it. It's weird. You, you don't no, see commercials see, about you'll, smoking you'll see cigarettes. The opposite. You'll see the opposite. But you'll see more – Commercials about alcohol, which is so mind blowing, and the hypocrisy of America is that exactly. When you have to talk about like capitalism, which is fine in my book, but when you talk about like what's wrong and right, the fact that we can outlaw tobacco use 
and cigarettes uh, commercially and marketing, whatever. Because it used to be like on logos, on commercial, Joe Cool, Camel, all that got outlawed in America. And then all of a sudden, but you could have all the commercials about liquor, alcohol. And that probably, that definitely, not probably, that definitely ruins people's individual lives more. Um, and also ruins households, relationships, everything. And, and we all see it. We all have friends, family, whatever, maybe ourselves. That's obvious. It's so weird to me that you could outlaw or get rid of the commercialization of tobacco and cigarettes, but then like alcohol is free reign. Um, it's because tobacco companies, they lied very early on. Do your research. They lied, they lied, they lied. They went to whatever Congress and, uh, you know, they got caught lying and then now you, now you're stuck on that. So alcohol, I don't think it's been ever a lie about health. We all know from day one, what it's done to you. And it was outlawed in the twenties of 1920s and prohibition and all that. And it's just wild to me that that kind of market and that in those two industries, how one can thrive and, and be on every Super Bowl commercial. You can watch every television uh, show on network TV and they're going to advertise, you know, beer and alcohol or liquor. And it's just crazy to me. It's mind blowing. I think they should both be treated equal. I think both, both of them shouldn't openly be promoted. But then again, we, in America, we, uh, too much money medications. Yeah. Way too much money, but there's a lot of money in tobacco. But like I said, I think tobacco companies, they fucked up. They lied too much. They try to get away with it. And that's what fucked up. So there's Have you seen equally, the movie, thank you for smoking. Is that what, um, I've seen the movie with, um, What's his name from Gladiator? Who, Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe. He has a movie on the exact thing I'm talking about where the tobacco companies were brought up and he was playing the role of the main guy to lie in front of, you know, whatever, Congress or whoever it was. I'm, I'm going to try to look it up. Russell Crowe. It was in the early 2000s. Maybe, maybe I can find it real quick. I watched it one time and I got to rewatch it if anybody knows what it is. But um, yeah, they used to smoke everywhere and anywhere. And uh, there's found, a movie. Let's a, see. A clip for it. Of that movie I'm talking about or you're talking about? The movie that there were, well, the one that I'm talking about. Thank you for smoking. It's with, damn, I can't pull it up, but here. Just like a John Grisham novel, you know. It's a book too. I didn't know it was a book. Most importantly, we've got spin control. That's where I come in. I get paid to talk. That's what Harvey did. MD or law degree. I have a bachelor's in kicking ass and taking names. You know that guy who can pick up any girl? I'm him on crack. This is obviously a heated issue. And we do have a lot that we want to cover today. Nick, do you have a question? Joan, how on earth would Big Tobacco profit off of the loss of this young man? Now, I hate to think in such callous terms, but if anything, we'd be losing... Might, this might get taken down. It's so not only our hope, it's in our best interest to keep Robin alive and smoking. That's ludicrous. Let me tell you something. <laughs> 
So the movie I'm talking about, I just found it. Uh, Russell Crowe, The Insider, 1999. It's uh, available to watch on um, Apple TV, Vudu, YouTube, if you want to buy it. Uh, but that's a good movie about like he was in the industry and he they they wanted him to lie and all the things that go into it. it's pretty uh, pretty cool to realize just like the prohibition and back in that time where whenever that took place the industry's corrupt we'll, and all do that. Do you think we'll you know? we'll get to that point again? Prohibition. Of do you what? think that'll ever happen again? Yeah, of so, course. I think I I think uh right now we're 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 in like <laughs> with some of the things in drugs we're in reverse prohibition where like. You know, we watched weed become, you know, 50 years ago, we watched it be called dope and a gateway drug. Now, all of a sudden, you know, rich people are doing, are smoking weed uh, in the NBA. Uh, testing for it is outlawed. NHL, it's outlawed. It's used as a medication for cancer and all that, which is great. And that's what it is. And I don't think we're seeing, since we've been outlawing it or making it legal in some states, We've seen progression in that industry, and I think it's good because the state makes money, the the Fed make money, and you know people get to smoke weed. So, with other drugs, I think it'll happen too. I think um, psychedelics will be next. I think that's well, something already, that we could. They already decriminalized, yeah, psychedelics and a lot of stuff. Yeah, on a small level, but I'm talking like West, bigger level. Like US obviously, West. it always starts small, but I mean like marijuana is like super commercial. You could talk about marijuana on like. ESPN and it's yeah a lot of a lot of jobs don't even test for marijuana anymore yeah just like oh and that's a big deal like that's how you know that's not yeah that's how you know it's really progressed and I think we'll see that little by little because there are benefits from the natural stuff it's the other things that um you know once the government tries to figure out how much money they can make and what what it will look like on the government but that's a that's a whole nother we could do a whole episode on this um one thing I did want to bring up, you know, as we get into the 45th minute of this, 46th minute of this episode, um, I did see news this week. Not sure how real it is because I've seen things like this uh, talked about in the state of Florida, but it hasn't come to fruition. Uh, Seminole Tribe of Florida is set to launch sports betting roulette and craps in their casinos across Florida next month, meaning end of the year, December, um, sports betting. I don't know how that's going to work. If they're going to do an app or you could, you could only probably do sports betting in on site. You probably have to go to the casino to sport bet. And then that's when it's legal. I don't think it's going to become available immediately. I think when people saw that news, I think people interpret it in Florida as like, I think they're going to launch an app and have it readily available. I don't think that's the case. I haven't done my research too much into it. If you have, let me know. But I think uh, all that, what I just said, will be more legal in-house so they can make money off you directly. I don't think it's going to be an app. I don't think it's going to be too easy to uh, – uh, you can read the article if you like. So we did we did have the sport, the Hard Rock, the Hard Rock yeah. Sports Book app up for a little bit. And there was, there was tur- turmoil or, you know, debates with the Seminoles and all that kind of stuff going on. So – they weren't supposed to launch it, but they said, fuck it and launch it anyways. Don't quote me on that. Do your own research. But this is by Ryan Yusefi. I used to follow him on Twitter. I think that's Rizma Giz, if I'm not mistaken. This was November 4th, so two days ago. Seminole Tribe leaders have announced plans to introduce sports betting at their Florida casinos in December. This move follows a legal, 
legal dispute lasting more than two years, which stemmed from a 2021 agreement allowing the Seminoles to offer online sports betting across Florida and to add craps and roulettes to their casino. The agreement permitted the Seminole tribe to accept online sports bets statewide, so long as the bets are received on servers on tribal land. But they recently announced expansion is limited to in-sports betting, like you said. Um, at their six Florida facilities as a petition challenging the broader online betting issue is sorted in the Florida Supreme Court. As a stand, Seminoles will start offering sports betting crafts and roulette at three other tribes, South Florida casinos on December 7th. That's my grandpa's birthday, RIP. That's Pearl Harbor Day. The Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Tampa will follow suit on December 8th, and the tribes' casinos in Imokalee and Brighton on December 11th. So, I mean, I think it's going to be good. Obviously, it's going to bring more money in to the state of Florida. I just hope it's I mean, gambling is always hit or miss. So, but I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I think it it's just going to help Florida out. And I, I love betting. I had to stop. <laughs> I had to stop betting. I was addicted to that shit. You're muted. <clears throat> First of all, I said shout out Alex Pika. Appreciate you. Um, shout out. That's another thing that I think it's complicated in the state of Florida with the Seminoles and the natives and betting and, and, you know, watching uh, killers of the flower moon with the oil. And then the oil turn into one thing where they transition into, I think they agreed to casinos and having that, uh, uh, you know, not pay the taxes and being able to profit off that's it's more complicated in the state of Florida. So We'll continue to see progression in that, and uh, we'll kind of. That's a very interesting thing to, because someone's missing out on making a lot of money, and I think the natives just don't want to miss out on that again. So I think that's why they're uh, they're making sure that this doesn't come out where the quote unquote white man makes all the money and they make a, a very small percentage. I think that's what's happening, right? Yeah, it's it's always about money, and we've. We've steadily discussed this on, on this podcast. Things can make the perfect sense in our minds and everything can look good. But if the money doesn't line up how it should, then it's not going to go through. But, I, th- dude, if somehow they could, it's only going to be a matter of time before you can legally bet at the stadium. You're not going to have a stadium sponsored by the Hard Rock and you can't gamble there, they're going to put a casino in the Hard Rock. And if they haven't yeah, thought of it, step. well, this is this is your cue. This is your go-to to put a casino in the fucking Hard Rock Stadium because why wouldn't you? I mean, fucking live nightclub is there. Yeah, I think the complication <laughs> with that is like the timing of it because obviously you have in live time betting, so it does get complicated when you're at the game they got to refresh live bets so quickly. So I think the technology is going to link up and they got to delay it. So like if you're at the game and like right now I'm watching Panthers uh, Columbus three to three, 19 minutes ago. And you're like, all right, they got the momentum Panthers there. They're, they got a penalty, like penalty. You see the penalty happen. You go on the app and you bet the Panthers to win because of the probability. And it's like the app's got to like, 
the Wi-Fi has got to be good. The, the app's got to be quality because that's where you get complicated, where if you're at the game live, you could just live bet things. And I think they're trying to figure out the technology in order to delay. And it happens yeah, with, no, under, uh, that, with that's the underdog a good point. app. You can't, yeah, that's a good that, point because when just last year when I was at UFC fight night in Orlando, we were watching the fights and our book was delayed. So we were like, yo, let's fucking just, why the fuck not? You know, we're seeing it before the book. We're ahead of the yeah. book. We're here. We're right there in person, you know? And yeah, no, it can get a little tricky that kind of way. But I think there's already like certain stadiums and arenas that have in-person betting. And I, I know you've been there. The Hard Rock doesn't have that great of service. I don't know if it's just me the few times I've been there, but as of norm, as of the few times I've been there, the service isn't the best. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to uh, with the live betting, with the service and Wi-Fi. I think if you're gonna have live betting, you have to have amazing Wi-Fi and, and asking for that quality of service for anywhere from twenty thousand in a NBA NHL arena to. 40 something in a uh, MLB stadium to 70 60 in a NFL stadium that's uh that's a lot so it'll be interesting to see how they come up with that technology and I think that's what's keeping them from doing it and then the other part of it is legality and taking how do we market it and collective bargaining and how do the players get maybe more because if the NBA and NFL make more money off this the players want to be. So it's a lot of people that don't know the business end of sports are like, Oh, why don't we just make it legal? Why don't we just do this? It's like, it's a lot, a lot more complicated uh, when you have billions and millions of dollars flowing in every game, every week, every month into a season and how, who's going to get a piece of the pie and how we divide it up and how do we make it fair? Cause both sides are going to go back and forth that they want more. So that's why it hasn't become a thing. Like that's, that's pretty black and white. Um, let's see. Uh, another topic. Let's see. Did, did we bring up uh, last time, speaking of money, uh, did we bring up last episode because it was so crazy, uh, self-checkout machines asking for tips. Did we bring that up? No. Self-checkout machines. Uh, we talk about it. Maybe we did before. If we did, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it briefly. But uh, I'm a big self-checkout guy for many reasons. <laughs> Try to take advantage when you can. Uh, whether it's uh, down here in Publix, Walmart, Target, Sam's Club, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna give me the ability to the checkout self checkout, there might be some human error involved, if you know what I mean. So, uh, the fact that this came out self checkout machines, I don't know if it's somebody trying to troll or trying to just uh, make a headline so people click on it, but there's a you ever go to a restaurant or like Five Guys and you order a meal and you, you try to check out and the cashier wants, you know, ask for the tip. I usually give a couple bucks because hopefully it goes to them directly and maybe it goes to the staff overall. So I'm not like, I'm not thinking the cashier only gets it. I'm hoping that when I give my two, three bucks on top of my meal, that goes to the whole staff because they're making what eight to $12 an hour and they're fucking working hard as fuck uh, in a fast food restaurant or in a restaurant in general. So uh, what do you feel about, ooh, nice fucking Cam Johnson. What do you feel about self-checkout machines, self-checkout in general, and tipping people that probably don't deserve it? Because tips becoming a thing, I also did see that, uh, I forgot what uh, food delivery service, 
you're not going to deliver your meal unless a tip is involved or something. That's a little crazy. I think that was DoorDash. Yeah. What's your feeling on that in general, that industry demanding tips? Love to hear your opinion on this. I actually worked at this delivery place down in South Florida in Boca when I lived there. It was a little part-time gig I had. It was delivery dudes. I don't know if they're still around. I'm sure they are. I haven't heard of them. It was, it was, it was a pretty laid back job job. You could do it with your own car. You kind of just did it. You went in on, you picked your own schedule. If you want to do breakfast, one breakfast, two dinner, one dinner, two, it didn't really matter. And they would just send you emails and you would go pick up the food and, and drop it off. And if people didn't tip, you would report that and they would call oh, would the you? customer. They, well, I never did. I, I mean, I still got paid an hourly. I think it was like four bucks an hour, but most of my money was made off of like the status of the deliveries, how fast I did it, and of course my tips. Mm-hmm. But people would report, hey, they didn't tip a certain amount. They didn't tip the 15%. They didn't tip whatever. And they would call that customer and be like, hey, you got to tip our drivers. If you don't tip our drivers, we're just going to put you on this list and we're not going to deliver to you. And I guess in some certain way, if you're using that service over and over again, you're kind of, I don't want to say relying on it, but you are, you are relying on it and you kind of have to tip, you know, it's just, just as if you're part of the, it's a part of going out to same way. I guess it's part of going out to a restaurant, like a hundred percent, you know, we've talked about this, like 18 minimum, 20% should be what it is. And then anything else, if they're extraordinary, because these people are not working for a lot of money. Yeah, they might make a lot of money collectively. But you also have to think about those large parties. And we know some grimy people. And we've seen on social media and personally where people just like go to restaurants and they already predetermined no matter how hard this person works, they're not tipping. And that's fucked up. And that's what they try, they try to protect is those losers that you're going out to dinner you don't have to. Yeah, go I shouldn't. To I shouldn't have to be responsible to. for the bad apple. You shouldn't be, but I understand making sure that people are covered and protected in a way. You're right. You shouldn't be responsible for overpaying if you don't need to. But everybody's just got to do their part. Uh, people that never worked in the service or sales or anything, th- those people don't understand. Like, if you worked in the service industry or in sales, you understand how important tips are. Like. Whether you make a but lot of money sales, or a small amount, it doesn't matter. Sales, sales is a little different though. Sales, you're making commission. So I think yeah, in a way, is- like if commissions aren't good, somehow you the, the tip, and it depends on where you work and how you work. The tip could be the difference in that sale being a little bit decent. You know, like I said, yeah, if someone tipped me in a sale, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate that more. Because you're doing customer service and yeah. the sale part, so you're doing right. you're wearing both hats usually. So like. You could make an argument where the sale part, you could, oh, yeah, you're making a commission. You don't know how much that person's making, but they're also doing the customer service in the front end. And then if you have an issue on the back end, they're probably going to have to take care of you again. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, yeah, I, I had to learn that. But yeah, you, you know that. If one, one, if you're, if you're using a self checkout, you're already doing half the job. Yeah. So, no tips. So, tip, tipping on a self checkout, no. If I'm at a restaurant, most restaurants aren't really using self-checkout that I've seen yet, but they will turn that tablet around and they'll ask for a tip. And 
I don't want to say I feel inclined to do it, but they're making my food, especially if I go there often. I don't want to be known as that person. Oh, this motherfucker again. We know he's not going to tip us, you know? Oh, yeah, this person. I want to be known as a person that, that tips well. Hey, he tips us well, so let's take better care of his order. Let's make sure his food is, is good, well-prepared, and, and quickly out. Mm-hmm. I look them in their eyes while I punch the no tip. <laughs> yeah, it, it depends, man. It depends. Like, if I'm going to McDonald's, bro, I'm not fucking tipping. If I'm going to Taco Bell, I'm not tipping. You know, I, I'd rather just give someone, like, here's a buck. Here's two bucks. Here's three bucks. You know, yeah. if I feel like they did a decent enough job for a fast food place. But if I'm going to, like, if Chipotle starts asking me for tips, I'm going to be like, no, nah, fuck you, bro. Half your time, your shit isn't even working. You don't even have this, or you don't even have that. You're giving me less rice. You're rationing the fucking rice, dog. Rationing. I get into, ar- I get into arguments with these people, bro. You're the one Sometimes. asking for more meat when you only paid for single meat? No, no, not that. No, no, because I'm not going <laughs> to. Dude, like, double chicken is half of what it normally costs. I'm not going to ask for double shit. I'm, I'm going to ask for more Chipotle rice anymore. and more beans. I'm gonna ask for more rice and more beans. I told I told someone that, and like they told me that the camera camera monitors them, and if they're giving out more food than they're normally it supposed to, they get in trouble. I, be, I can believe that companies are trying to crack down on people over giving, and that's you know it's waste yeah, to the company because it goes it. it goes back to the main thing profit. Yeah, spending over profit. So and companies yeah, evaluate think... where they're we're losing money instead of firing these people. They got to look at where they could cut costs, and if they could cut costs at you're giving too much money, uh, g- giving too much food out, that's something they could cut. If it's mom and pop, I'll tip. Yeah, hundred percent. No, mom. Well, yeah, mom and pop always. Shout out Alex Pika for running a uh, mom and pop, uh, Dominic's in uh, Bay Ridge Pizza Shop. Uh, nice. Quality McDonald's. pizza, quality people. Go check them out yeah. if you're ever in Brooklyn. Bree said McDonald's is a multi-billion dollar industry. We shouldn't have to fucking tip. They need to pay their workers. Yes and no. Yes and no. I agree that they they should pay their workers, but at the same time, normally McDonald's is a starting job. It's a it's a yeah, job if the that... tip like I said, if the tips go to the people and I know that, I will tip. I, I don't have a problem with that. It's do we know that? And I think the company should more if they want to uh, promote it or go about it well like assure to the customer that like hey that the tips do go to the workers and i'll be more than glad to tip a, a worker that's there for eight hours making eight dollars an hour ten dollars an hour like of course i'll, I'll give three dollars every time like to me it's not a big deal yeah i'm like for me personally some people get mcdonald's and they, i've been in that situation where that's the only thing I can afford. I could only afford a fucking at that time, 10 years ago when it was only a dollar menu that would feed me for a few hours, you know? So I understand all of it across the board. I never criticized, but if you're going to a restaurant, I don't have, there's no excuse for me personally. There's no excuse for you to not tip. If you're going there spending 50 to a hundred bucks, you could you could spare the extra five or ten dollars because then you shouldn't be going out. You shouldn't be eating at a restaurant. Um, Breeze made me a better tipper in that way, not because I was a bad tipper, only because she made me understand what goes into it, how how to do it. And now I'm bare minimum twenty. The other day I went out to a, a local bar in Pompano and I try to, you know, 
give back to the community in that way. Where it's like a local spot. This lady was awesome. The tab was $34. I drank there for three hours, $34 for three hours of drinking. I tipped her basically double of what I should have um, because it was like no brain. Yeah, service, hey, my, service my tab is that low. She's the only bartender in the whole place serving a whole bar yeah. of crazy people. Like, of course I'm going to do that. That's like, that's dumb as fuck. Why wouldn't I? That's, that's basically ordering the difference of ordering a, an, an extra beer or two. Like, why wouldn't you do that? You idiot. Yeah. There was a video that, that we saw today. Both of us saw today. I saw it. You, you commented on it about dude that paid $16 for some McDonald's and fries. I'm gonna share it just because we're a visual podcast. I thought it was pretty funny. You said, "Gotta uh, do you use have it pulled up and... now." Okay, cool. Yeah, I got, I got pulled up. You said, "Gotta yeah. use the McDonald's." App, so I get there's a labor shortage. I get there's wage increases and a number of other things. But sixteen dollars, sixteen dollars for a burger, That's... a large fry, and a drink. It's it's just crazy. McDonald's. Look, I I don't know where he's at. I can't see it on the receipt, but. I don't. I haven't paid that much, and with the app, I'll get bro, like with two app, sandwiches, fries, and a drink for like ten bucks. Bro, I looked at that, and they always have on the app for for listeners that don't know twenty five percent off. I will promote it on the app every single day. The McDonald's app, out of everything I have, I have the Raising Cane's app that don't give rewards. Bree just downloaded the Burger King and the Taco Bell because that's what she likes. But the McDonald's app, I get McDonald's once a week, if not once every two weeks. And I live or die by this app because the app is legit. It, it's so legit. It's the best app ever because right now I'll read you the deals that they're offering every single day to every person. I don't get special deals because I order a certain amount. Right now I do have 5,725 points. You know, uh, you know, I've been doing damage lately. Dude, but that's nothing. Mike's got like over 100,000 points. Though. Yeah, but they expire, so you got to use them. So <laughs> they it's do, not, they do, it yeah. doesn't benefit the only you from thing, keeping it. The only thing that I don't like about McDonald's is you can only use one, which is fair. It makes sense. Yes, it is fair. But you, on, can you, one, you can only use one. You can't. Yeah, you can only use one coupon per order. So it, it's so for it right. Sense. Right now, for example, that person paid $16, and maybe that person doesn't know about the app, but the app is available in every state in America. At least that's what I know. Yeah, right now, you can sure. get a $0.25, cent, $0.29 cent double cheeseburger or a six-piece nugget mm. when you buy one. That means you could buy a six-piece and a double yeah. cheeseburger. It'll probably cost you fucking $3, $4. 40% off 10-piece nugget. Buy one breakfast sandwich, get one for a cent. 25% off of any purchase over a dollar. So basically yeah. 20 and these are off any order $2, $2 large fries. And they, this is every day. They change it up. The, the best deal they have is um, buy one and get one for 25 cents or something. So you could get what that person ordered was a quarter pounder. You get a quarter pounder, you get a, a 10 piece nugget and combine you'll pay $5. Like, come on, be smart in these days, bro. I'm telling you, in our household, I kind of run the, the 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 coupons and the the buy one and the and the and all the apps to make sure that we save the most amount of money. I need to save money because we go food shopping for two people, and that shit costs hundreds of dollars for two human beings for to eat for two to three weeks. And uh, we're obviously home a lot, so we eat and prepare our own meals. So it's going to cost a lot, or not cost a lot, but people don't factor. When you work at a job, right? 
what do you do? You go to a job, you buy breakfast. You also buy lunch. You come home, you might prepare or you might be too tired and you order in. So that day, you're not realizing it costs you $50, but like 10 here, five here, 20 here, you're looking at $50 a day. When you buy groceries at one large sum, it looks like a lot, but over the span of two, three weeks, when you divide the meals by every day, three meals a day, it's really not that much. Um, so go food shopping, shop at Sam's Club, shop at Costco, be smart, use a McDonald's app if you like McDonald's. Yeah, Any last thoughts on that before we move on? Alex Pika said when the supermarkets try to get you with the charities, my one of my jobs does that. They have, and they got real specific with it. They used to say, hey, do you want to round up to the next dollar for charity? That's yeah, what I'll do that. Say. I like that. But now they got real specific with it. It used to be, do you want to round up to help support homeless and abused women? <laughs> it's like, yo. Okay. And I'll fuck oh. with people sometimes. I'll see I'm them over here. Just, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm buying a loaf of bread. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I wasn't ready for all this social, if, social change. If, if, if my total is like over, if it's like $3 and 74 cents, yeah, I'll round up to the next dollar. Cause it's 26 cents. Yeah. What am I going to do with 26 cents? But if it's under the 50 cents, eh, I might not do it. It depends. If it's, it depends what kind of mood I'm in. Cause I'll be like, yo, I'm, I'm abused. I'm, I'm, I'm the fucking charity here. You know, I feel you brother. Um, it, it, let's, it, they got real specific with it. Let's wrap up uh, episode 101 with some, you know, quick news in sports. We saved sports for last. I love this episode. First and foremost, thank you for everybody for commenting, joining us live. Tell your friends, continue to join us live, whether it's for, you know, one minute or five. Like, I love the interaction we have with people because we weren't able to get to the topics that we have. And that's what I want our podcast to be. I don't want to have to rely on the topics that we have saved. <clears throat> I like live in the moment conversation. So we have topics just as a, a backup to, you know, keep the the pod, the episode flowing and going, but uh, NFL, we had dolphins lose in Germany. Uh, the dolphins are now owing three versus the playoff teams, uh, good playoff teams. They haven't beaten a, a quality team in a year, year and a half uh, quickly. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, we haven't beaten a, a team with a winning record. And I think it's like 407 days now. It kind of sucks. I'm not entirely worried about it. The game against the Bills was ass. We lost by 28. Somehow, for whatever reason, whenever we play the Bills, it's it's trash. I, I don't know what gets it into us. That Philly game, I was there. I'm not going to make excuses about the refs, about the penalties. Yeah, there were certain penalties that changed the whole momentum of the game, and that's huge. It's not really about the penalties. It's about when they're called. We could have played better yesterday against, bang, big time three, killing the Lakers. Yesterday mm -hmm. against the the Chiefs, we we just started off flat, man. We can't start games. Our offense is way too fast, way too explosive. At, at this point in the season, this offense has been together for, this is our second year now. There shouldn't be these, these moments where we have these, you know, still like pre-snap penalties false starts, just shitty-ass timeouts. You know, we shouldn't have miscommunications in in, in late-game situations like there was yesterday. We've had fucking just a shuffling deck of offensive linemen all year. I get it, man. It's, it's not good with the center and quarterback. That's a huge connection. I, I get it. I understand. But 
they're professionals. You get paid to do a job. Same with the coaches, same with the players. I don't want to say who do you put the blame on. I don't want to blame anybody. Defense looked good. Defense looked really good. Everyone's finally getting healthy. Our corners are healthy. Our safeties are healthy. But there has to be a point where you, both sides of the ball have to operate fully. And I feel like we get games where our offense is really good, but our defense is stagnant. We get games where our defense is really good and our offense lacks, which was yesterday. Yeah, there was calls here and there that could have gone either way. Was a Tyreek fumble a fumble? Was it not? It doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. Just we have we have a bye week. We're gonna get A Chan back off the IR. That's gonna help us a lot. He's he's a huge part of our offense. He's explosive. He changes the dynamic of the game in any way. But I, I can't remember the last time I saw a Dolphins game that was just good on both sides of the football, and I wasn't worried about it. Maybe maybe the Broncos game, but again, that's a team with a losing record. That's a team that's struggling. That's a team that's not going to make noise. And, and since your game, they played you know? better too. Yeah, they beat the uh, Chiefs. The they beat the Chiefs what last I mean. week. So, let me charge my but Keep talking. I, let me charge my It's button. just I, I feel like we're going to hit that stride. I hope we hit that stride. We got we got the Raiders off the bye week after the bye week. Then we got the Jets. Jets are tough. Their defense is good, but we play them on Black Friday. I just I just don't know, man. I, I really don't know because there's going to be a time. Oh, hopefully, you know we make the playoffs. I think we win the division. Hopefully, but there's going to be a time where we're going to have to beat these good teams. We're we're probably going to see the Chiefs again. Later on, yeah. whether it's or a good team, in the AFC. we're going to see a good team because I th- I think we're I think we're good enough to make the playoffs. I know we're good enough to make the playoffs. Yeah, so, you're still first in the East, which is important. We we have to win, win your division. division. That's that's number one. Get a home playoff game and possibly get get a bye, but you have to win those games against the good teams. Not just not just for for you and and a team to make you feel better, but just to get everyone off your back. That's our biggest thing right now as a team. That's our biggest team as a franchise. Oh, they're very flashy. They look good. They do a lot of good things. But when they play against good teams, they don't play well. And I'm not going to be on Twitter bitching about the refs. I'm not going to be on Twitter doing this because it's just not a good look. It's really not a good look, and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of Dolphins fans fucking bitching and complaining. Bro, we haven't had a playoff win in 20-plus years. We have a franchise quarterback. We have a good offense. We have a fucking great head coach that anybody in the in the league would fight for, would fucking go out and die for it. This dude's a baller. So all these fucking bullshit, you still believe in Tua, you still believe in Mike McDaniel, you still believe in this. Shut the fuck up. Please, just shut the fuck up. Enjoy what you have. Live in the moment and go from there. Because... This is stuff that doesn't come often, and we have to fucking be grateful for it. I think we get a playoff win this year. I hope so. There's the, the thing with the Dolphins is very minimal. It's little tweaks here and there that you have to fix. Our fucking D-line is awesome. Our corners are awesome. Fucking quarterback is great, man. We got great playmakers. We just got to gel it all together, and I think our bye week came out of perfect time. Shit, nine games into the season, we're 6-3. and three. You told me that those three losses would be against the Bills 
in Buffalo against Philadelphia in Philadelphia and against the Chiefs in Germany, I'm buying that at the beginning of the year all day long, twice on Sunday. But yeah, I mean, I don't just just keep winning games. We got a good streak against not so great teams, and then we play the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. So clean it up, get back in the lab. I think you guys need a refresher. Obviously, you guys got hyped very early in the season, which goes to anybody's head. And sometimes you need uh, a couple losses, and you're glad the couple losses are after you win six games. And uh, you know, you still got you know in this season where you got. 17 games total so you got what 11 games more uh nine games more uh you're fine you're you're gonna play your division a couple uh, a few more times you're gonna probably beat up on a couple more teams you play you have a mix of oh my god bucks are killing me right now. you have a a mixed bag of uh you know playing poor teams and then you got playing very good teams so hopefully you guys improve uh the yeah, giants so we got the buy we got the buy we got the raiders Commanders, Jets in New York. Then we got no, sorry, I'm tripping. Raiders, Jets, Commanders, Titans at home, Jets back at home, and then we got the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. And then after the Cowboys game, Ravens, that's gonna be a tough game in Baltimore. And then we got the Bills at home. So that's what five Seven games left. Five and two. I'm cool with. You're eleven and six. You're eleven. Sorry, twelve and five. Yeah, eleven five solid. Uh, hopefully, you can make that because it's seventeen 12. games. So eleven and six, twelve and five. I'm cool. That's a playoff berth. Yeah, um, that's that's pretty solid. Uh, like I said, the Giants. Uh, Daniel Jones. I'm wearing my Daniel Jones Danny Dimes because we have him signed for two years. He has one year under. Um, club control, paying him 40 mil, and then we could drop him after next year. We're going to have a, a top four pick. We lost Raiders, uh, you know, with their with our former linebacker, um, Super Bowl champion Antonio Pierce, leading them as they should celebrate and, and, and recalibrate uh, the Raiders. I, I never hate on the Raiders. I kind of like low-key like them as a franchise and a, and a vibe. But uh, the Giants season's over. Uh, we're looking towards the draft. I hope they – they they're competitive, but they don't win another game because I hate to. If we get a, a number eight pick in the draft, I'll be so mad. We need a top five, top four pick at this point. Uh, you know, uh, with us losing, uh, real quick because we're wrapping it up. What did you feel about Demar Hamlin returning back to uh, Cincinnati Bengals? I thought it was a media grab. I thought it was a headline grab. They they milked it too much. The game was so close. It was a touchdown away, and they're showing Demar Hamlin on the sideline. I get it to do the <coughs> excuse me to do the pregame with him is cool, but to show him every quarter like they were showing like Taylor Swift for a Kansas City game, uh, it was it was too much. Uh, I get it. He almost lost his life, um, and it was emotional. But we don't have to show him every quarter. We don't have to talk about it. We don't have to go. Let's get over it. I get it media wise and coverage wise i made sure at one point that uh i turned the game on at eight o'clock sunday night football and they were talking about damar hamlin and maybe i'm a hater you call me what you want i turned the channel i didn't want them to get my rating of watching that part of the game because first of all i think every pregame on national tv is bullshit it's way too much it's way too marketing towards the person that doesn't care about football it's more about 
oh my God, a sob. It's always a sob story. It's always personal. Uh, what do you think about Demar Hamlin returning back to Cincinnati and how the media covered it, covered it? So I think him this moment when he almost lost his life on the football field was the best thing to happen to him for his football career because Blunt. the guy the guy's not that great. There's a reason that he's not playing. There's a the reason, reason why he hasn't the, got cut. There's yeah, because if you cut him, you look bad as an organization after everything he went through, after all the fans that donated. I don't think so. Bengals I fans. personally think if they cut him, I don't think the Bills are a bad organization. It's like I don't think business. they're a bad or- organization, but they're going to look bad in the media. People are going to be not like, gonna have oh, a job guy, after all this. Well, yeah, all this guy like almost lost his life while being employed by you, and you're going to let go of him. That's fucked up, you know, type shit. But it. It's redundant, bro. I thought we finished this last year. I thought we were over and done with it. And this guy's on the sidelines. He's got his foot up, like, chilling. Like, he's sitting on the couch on the bench. He's just having the time of his life. And like you said, they keep showing it over and over. And then there was a video of him after the game near the spot where it happened. And he's, like, on FaceTime with whoever it was. I don't know. Maybe his mom or his sister. It was some lady he was on FaceTime with. But... He's not playing, bro. He hasn't played since week four against the Dolphins, and the only reason he played was because everyone else on the Bills was hurt. He's he's still the favorite for comeback player of the year. How are you comeback player of the year when you haven't done anything? You haven't done anything. Yeah. You haven't played. You haven't proved. You haven't got a pick. You haven't got a pick six. You haven't you haven't done anything to change the outcome of how your team is playing in the season. Your team's struggling on defense, but you're not playing. If a team is struggling that bad on defense, you don't think that if you're good enough, you're going to you're going to get some PT, you're going to get some playing time. There's a reason he's not playing. Yeah. And it's not because he almost died, because he's good. If he's able to walk on the field and be in the field and be in front of 60,000 screaming people, 70,000 screaming people in that atmosphere, that's already half the battle. That's already half the job. You're going to get more chills and more adrenaline and more whatever running down your spine in front of those people than you are playing once you're on the field once you're playing it's over and done with that's what you know that's what you're used to you go out there and play football you already know the game you already you already know your playbook so i'm over it man i'm over it it's he's not good i hate to say he's not good he's not an nfl player maybe on another team who knows but they they soaked it up they soaked it up it's it's tiring bro it's it's i don't know all good. Uh, other news, uh, Aaron Rodgers is is a phenomenon, you know, uh, pro-anti-vax, uh, not getting, uh, you know, he's two months into his recovery and already doing step-backs and warm-ups. Not intense, but the fact that he's two months on the just, field throwing passes, people were like, oh, he's just throwing enough. the ball. No, he's stepping back. He's, he's stepping back with a lead foot, not heavy. But the fact that two months in, whether he returns this year or not, you know, going into next year, he's going to be 100%. So shout out Aaron Rodgers. Uh, shout out the Texas Rangers winning the first World Series, uh, lowest rating uh, World Series in years. And the, and the, That's tough. yes, let's go, Panthers. They just scored empty net with two minutes to go. Come on. 4 4. God damn. I was stressing that real quick while you were talking about fucking, let's go. All right. Let's wrap this up. Um, because I gotta watch this overtime. Hopefully, it goes to overtime. Uh, Volpe of the Yankees, uh, rookie shortstop wins gold glove, which is a great 
Uh, he was a rookie from day one. He played in all That's the games. That's how you say it, Volpe? Volpe, yeah, Anthony Volpe. I thought it was Volpe. Uh, nope, New York City, New Jersey product. Shout out him for winning the gold glove uh, at his position in the AL. Um, let's see. Uh, the Bear, which is a popular show on Hulu, uh, will be renewed for season three. I'm excited about that. If you didn't watch The Bear, it's a great cooking drama. Uh, have you watched it? No, I have not. Okay, well, watch it on Hulu. I've, oh, I've it's a great show. To watch it. Definitely, it's worth it. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's 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 qual it's a quality show, quality acting, and also it um from people that have worked in the kitchen and in a restaurant, it's pretty realistic. Uh, so I thought it was real. Shout outs, uh, shout out Matt Spicconi. Birthday was on Friday. Happy Had a birthday, great weekend my boy. With him, yes, sir. Uh, he was on the podcast last week. Uh, shout out uh, AP. Um, his birthday's today, Monday. Uh, you know. All the love, sending you all the love right here for, at a distance, he, he came through for my birthday uh, in September, and, uh, you know, he's one of my closest friends, so uh, hope you're doing well, and hope you enjoy uh, nice. your day and your, your week today. Uh, that's all I have on my end. Wrap it up on your end, and uh, let me watch the end of this uh, Panthers, and then we got the Nets going on. We got Monday Night Football. You can wrap yeah. it up. You wrap up got two uh, shout outs. 101. Got we talked about this quarterback a few episodes ago when I was down in South Florida. I'm a quick shout out. Shout out CJ Stroud, man. This fucking kid is balling, bro. He's falling out of his mind. He's just doing oh, yeah. crazy numbers as a rookie. He's got one interception all year. He let a come back with 46 seconds. He's doing NFL vet type shit. I hope to see his career keep growing. Definitely going to try and draft him next year. Shout out Callum Champagne. It's his birthday today. Best defender in soccer. I don't even know what fucking team he's on now. He was on Miami, but he got loaned out. But that's Charlie's boy. England's England's finest. So shout out Callum. Hope you have a good day, my dog. Need you on the pod soon. You said you wanted to be on. I've texted you. You, you yeah, haven't texted me on. back, bro. You ghosted me, dog. That's messed up. I'm not one of your little bitches. He's busy. Bro. He's busy. You know, hit me back up. Let's get you on the pod, dog. But yeah, that's that's all I got, man. Cool. Love it. Appreciate all the love. Uh, appreciate Broward Vintage stopping by late, locking in. Uh, giving us some Panthers updates. Uh, shout out for Tom Elvis Escobar for being so awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. As we wrap out, Broward Vintage, uh, hit the link tree, the links posting every single day, new uh, merchandise uh, as you get fresh. Great deals. I'm telling you, he's very negotiable on pricing and you could get something that, uh, whether it's a vintage jersey or something, if you're a dude uh, or if you're a, a, a female and get some dope clothes. Uh, every day we post an array of uh, different items. So uh, I see it every day as we post uh, definitely something that if you're looking for a rare item or you're just like looking for a deal on some, some, uh, some, he has a lot of true religion. I'm not into true religion jeans, but if you're somebody that loves that. Yeah. Go click get the link, man. All this vintage stuff before you go on yeah. whatever sites you go on to buy vintage stuff, go check out Broward vintage because probably, more than not, they're going to have what you're looking for. And if you yes, don't, if you're lazy enough and you don't want to like search through it, just hit a DM and be like, Hey, do you have this? Hey, do you have that? And yeah. Or you could sell you. them some stuff. If you have some yeah. vintage clothing uh, that you have that you want to get rid of, instead of throwing it on a uh, let go or on eBay yourself, you could uh, sell it to him. He'll buy it for you for 
a solid amount uh, and maybe give you the profits. I don't know how negotiable he is, but hey, DM him Broward, at Broward Vintage on Instagram and he'll, uh, he'll in, uh, or DM us and we'll get you uh, hooked up if you have some clothes or some items. It's not about only clothes. He, uh, you know, any items you could throw on eBay as well. And he has like a 99.8% um, customer service uh, thing that goes a long way when you're trying to sell some stuff. So that's episode uh, 101. Shout out you. Um, I'm about to watch some sports that are getting into late stages of the games. Um, but that's it. Appreciate everybody for stopping by. Enter the lab. Uh, Elvis Escobar. Fortama. Exit the lab. Peace. Get it. Fuck FSU. It's FSU hate week. Fuck FSU. Let's go Canes, baby. We need to be a top, top, top five team.